Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Becky left the chats. Mixtapes feed. I am your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here today, closing out the month of May 1992 to discuss movies. You ready, Jen? Mm-hmm. Very exciting. We are recording this actually on a Memorial Day Monday, so we hope to have it out by Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. So still, if we get out tomorrow, we'll... <laughs> Bless you. Uh-oh. If we get it out tomorrow, we'll be uh, keeping with the month of May. Otherwise, uh, it'll be June. So I think we'll have to get it out tomorrow. We'll what have do you to, think, Jen? Yeah, we'll have to work on that and get it out tomorrow. But I mean, by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be whatever day it comes out, right? Mm, so, be careful. Well, try to keep it classy. You know what's exciting, though? What's that? A little glimpse into our real lives. Yeah. You know what we got today? What's that? We installed a pool. We did. And I'm so excited to jump in it after this. Oh. And the pool we installed, we purchased two years ago at a Target <laughs> Mini dip brand pool. We don't even know how it's going to work. It's a small pool for adults. Marketed as adults, but really it's for kids. And you blow it up and you sit in it. It says adult kiddie pool. (laughs) We blew it up with a hairdryer. So we'll definitely give reviews of that. Definitely a 90s type type situation that we have there. But this week, to close out this month, we are talking about movies. And we got two, three, three quills on our hand. Lethal Weapon 3 and Alien 3. And we're going to discuss Poison Ivy and Encino Man. And we're going to dip back, dip our toes back in. I believe I said the movie we we talked about last time was either the... I, so I know I talked about The Babe. Yeah. I think I tried to one. explain that to you. And I think that we just tried to just flip it off the top of our head, right? That was our, what do you think this is about movie? Because well, yeah, we watched you, the Newsies. Yeah, you had me try and recall the Newsies, which was horrendous. And, um, because we just watched it and I wasn't paying attention. And you recalled Babe from when you watched it a while ago, a long time ago. So, so what we're going to do today, a little bit different, we are going to, um, do a little telephone game of Ancino Man, which Jen's going to do for me. And then we're going to do two, actually two movies that we try to guess off the top of our heads. It's going to be great because I've seen neither. And finally, we're going to talk about Lethal Weapon 3. So we're just going to kind of gloss over April and move right along. <laughs> Summer blockbusters. Lethal Weapon 3, we rewatched this movie. Uh, Jen, what did you think originally was this movie when we flipped it on? I... I think I thought we were watching some sort of Lethal Weapon 1 slash 3 hybrid. Because I've actually watched the Lethal Weapon... Catalog of movies, a, movies. Lo- a lot as a kid. Okay. Um, you know, just to throw it out there, obviously, um, Mel Gibson didn't age too well, like his actions, not his, you know, himself. But uh, so, you know, acknowledging that and just moving on to like this, this was the movies we watched back then. So, um, loved these movies as a kid. I had a friend who had the world's biggest crush on Mel Gibson, and we would just have Mel Gibson movie nights. We would watch this movie and try to snack on milk bones because he, yeah, that happened once. Because, you know, he's like, <laughs> we literally got like the veggie ones thinking there wouldn't be anything gross in there. I know that's not true. Um, So yeah, just to say that we watched the Lethal Weapon movies a lot would be an understatement. And with that being said, I was amazed at how little I remembered of this movie and actually how I think I was hoping we were going to watch Lethal Weapon 1. Right. Which is a really good movie, from what I remember. And this movie just didn't 
it didn't hit this. It wasn't very good. So Lethal Weapon 3 came out on May 15th, 1992. Made a box office of $321 million. So a lot of money. I remembered this movie only because I remembered how this was probably my least favorite Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And I remembered that it had to do with like the armor-piercing bullets and all that sort of thing. So I kind of remembered it as we were watching it. I think it, in terms of favorite Lethal Weapons, I think it's probably four is probably my favorite. Which I don't know if people like that or not. It's probably four and then like one, like right behind it. Because one is really good and has a lot of really good scenes. But then four, I really enjoyed like just throwing Chris Rock and then just the ridiculous Joe Pesci. And then you have... Um, I believe it's Renee Russo, who's like pregnant, right? Isn't she pregnant? And also like the kids pregnant. I don't remember. I think I've only yeah. seen that one like once or twice. Um, because by that point, the the Mel Gibson marathoning was over by 1998. Gotcha. Um, so I don't remember. I think, wasn't Lethal Weapon 1 like way more of like a dark like drama? And then... This, like, Lethal Weapon 2, I remember a little, but not really. But, like, 3 and 4 are more, like, buddy comedies, like, lighter, like, cop, like, funny movies. Lethal Weapon... Lethal Weapon 1 starts with him, like, uh, almost killing himself. And, like, his wife died, and it's, like, very dark. I remember being very dark. Lethal Weapon 1 was pretty dark, and it was kind of like a dark character study from what I remember, too. But it was, it did end up being comical. And, you know, the Riggs and Murtaugh relationship was really good. Then Lethal Weapon 2, it evolves more. And by 3, it's more, like you said, more comedy. But there's still dark shit. Like, he kills his friend's... He kills his son's friend. Yeah. And then has to go to the funeral and get slapped by the parents. And, like... Boys to men. Yeah, it's a whole... Like, that part of it's dark. Like, he's he's gonna retire, then doesn't. Because, (laughs) you know, just why not? That's a little little wild. Well, if he retires, how could we have a lethal weapon four? Well, four ends up being really four just ends up leaning all the way, I think, into the absurdism more than anything. I kinda wanna rewatch all of them after seeing this. I, I do kinda wanna I really actually very much wanna watch one. And then I'm like, well, I don't really remember four, so why not throw a two in there as well and just watch them all? I mean we could, but you've already seen three. Wasn't Lethal Weapon One too like kind of a Christmassy movie? Like it takes place around Christmas time. Because every time someone's like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I'm always like, So is Lethal Weapon. I don't I It mean, does. It's it takes possible? place during Christmas time. It does. Um it's definitely Don't challenge me on my Christmas time knowledge. Yeah, I mean it's definitely possible. Wasn't it made by the same guy who did like Iron Man three? With the Christmas... No. So you're Now I'm just talking... Thinking, now I'm just Well, it's, it's actually funny because you just said that and then as I'm looking at it now, like, Shane Black is the guy that did do the... Um, he did do... He did... Mm. He wrote Lethal Weapon, Monster Squad, The Last Boy Scout, The Last Action Hero, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Predator, and I think he did, yep, Iron Man 3, The Nice Guys. So that did is actually... Say- did you say Monster Squad? I did. He wrote Monster Squad. See, this guy's like all in on on your life. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. That is my favorite. A lot of stuff he's involved in the Predator movies. So he's definitely... Um... <laughs> Here's his style. Black has a recognizable writing style character characterized by stories in which two main characters become friends. Problematic protagonists who become better human beings at the end of the narrative, and trade witty dialogue, 
featuring labyrinth crime plots often set during Christmas time. So he's literally like, he's pandering to you, you're his audience, of just all of the things, right? Because... Because I like friendship. You love friendship. I love Christmas. Um, I love a troubled main character. Yeah. It really, no, it's true. It's like literally everything I love. I mean, it's possible. No, it's definitely during... I, I googled... Yeah, I'm looking. Lethal up in Christmas. There's a whole, there's a Christmas tree. They run. They drive right into the window into the Christmas tree. It's around know. Christmas time because it ends on like Christmas Day. So you're right. And again, yeah. it's no, Shane I... Black, so not surprising. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, that's cool. I'm glad I actually knew something. That's so amazing. I, in terms of rewatching it, I would say I enjoyed Lethal Weapon three for what it was. Uh, the action is early '90s action. It's sometimes, yeah. unfortunately, you do need to take people and their future selves and what they do out of your enjoyment of watching Absolutely. a movie. Um, and I did. I just wanted to throw it out there. Oh, you know, yeah. Say, no, just no, no. acknowledge the, the Australian elephant in the room. Well, you know, you know, you know all, it's, but... it's, it's hard because you can't turn around and say like mel gibson doesn't exist and he wasn't a part of the 80s into the 90s into the 2000s i mean it's just what it was oh no i i'm not there's I'm so not many movies no should, yeah there's just so many movies but that... also like it's hard to uh want to support someone who yeah yeah well i don't know how but much i don't think watching this movie really yeah i'm that's... going to watch them all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I was gonna to say i don't it. know how much more support i mean if you don't watch lethal weapon 5 which is allegedly in the works then that would be but that might just go straight to hbo max from what i was reading but I, I think we both, I enjoyed Lethal Weapon 3. I would give it, I would give it a solid 7 yeah. in terms of enjoyability. Six and a half, seven. I like, it was it, a good movie. Sure. There's, what? There's something about it that I did not enjoy. And it followed me the whole time, throughout the whole movie. Okay. As it followed you. Okay. And everyone else. The constant saxophone. Oh my god! But that's but that's like part of the the charm of the whole series. Yeah, that's part of the charm of the whole series. How like the saxophone like plays you out of a scene or plays you into a scene or play like it's it's like a it reminds me of like a laugh track from like a yes. '90s sitcom yes. where it's like hey something and it never bothered me and something's it, supposed to happen here. It's such like a lethal weapon thumbprint, mm-hmm. but like oh my god, it like dist- every time it came on. <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful. We were we were uh, we were saxophoning <laughs> at each other. We enjoyed it. It was uh, definitely enjoyable. I, I, I was it was it re- like what you remembered? First of all, how long has it been since you've seen this movie? This For me, movie, it's probably been like fifteen years. I could say the last time I remember seeing this movie, and I'm being serious. I was a kid on a thirteen inch television in my um lit in my kitchen watching it. I remember seeing it. So I remember this is probably ninety nine. I remember seeing it. Or it might have been like 97. Like, it might have been as they were getting ready to release the, the last one. It was on HBO or something. I remember seeing it on like an HBO. I remember seeing it in the summer. And I remember seeing it on like an HBO. So it's one of those like, you're home from school and nothing's on. And this movie's on at like 4 o'clock. Oh, I'm getting really excited to watch Lethal Weapon 1. Because I'm like, oh yeah. That was with... Um... Gary Busey, right? Mm-hmm. And Rob Lowe, and I mm-hmm. had I, I was I had a nightmare that Rob Lowe was trying to like mow me down with a machine gun, and I was terrified of him. <laughs> Wouldn't watch his movies for a long time. Like I'm just like, yeah, I believe that is literally but, the silliest dream ever. <laughs> it is. It is. I like um a part of this movie I personally liked 
was in the very beginning when they're when he's like messing with the bomb and like I don't know why we're trying to disarm this bomb before the bomb squad gets there I don't know if they said but of course it's just a very rigs thing to do right I like that they took the cat with them when the building was going to explode well they had to I mean they did I would have been very upset well you're also forgetting how they took the dog because remember there's a scene where they're like there's the guard dog with the guys and then they then it becomes his dog because of course Right, right. And of course, like, he is going to have all these dog biscuits in his pocket. What else is there going to be but a big old mean Rottweiler that's really just a sweet little baby? Didn't like my girl Lana, Lorna, not liking dogs. That's a red flag. I mean, I feel like Riggs should have just seen the red flags everywhere to be like, you don't like dogs? In four, they have a kid. Like, she's pregnant. But do they have 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 a dog? Yeah, probably. I think they that dog. Do, yeah. I think that dog. I think I think that dog a, makes an appearance. Because yeah. the first one, I think he has a dog. He has like he a, has to have a dog. He's a dog guy. He has the dog biscuits. He yeah. has to have a dog. He doesn't just eat them himself. It's because he's got a dog. <laughs> well, he was eating them to stop Smokey. Right, but he but he also must have like he. <laughs> right, he must have had a dog that then he decided. To, I don't know, whatever the, to get Murtaugh into the. Murtaugh gave him the box of dog treats to deter him from smoking. Okay, I mean, so listen. it was his. It was. It was whatever. It was his dog treats he gave to him. Whatever's going on in your Russell Crowe like beautiful mind right because now. They, whatever's going on, you are unlocking I'm all keeping, of the movies. So I'm keeping track of who has the dogs. Got it. Is what I'm doing. That's what I'm saying. Also, that boys to men scene, the the funeral scene, that's like etched in my mind. I remember that mm-hmm. scene very clearly. The um, the like show me your scar scene. Mm-hmm. I remember being much hotter and much racier. I was like, okay, this isn't as, like... No. Yeah, but, you know, when, when you're 10 watching... True. ...a movie or whatever, it's a little bit... Um, you're like, oh, my God. But I definitely remember that scene, and they're like, I have this car. And it, but I also don't... <laughs> I didn't remember how absurd it was that, like, oh, look at this bullet hole that shot through my shoulder, and then this other bullet hole that, like, went through my skull, and then here's one in my ass. Like, it's just, like, you. how are you two alive? At, yeah. And why are you still both cops? Like, I just don't understand anything. At some point, <laughs> at some on? point, the PS, the, the PTSD needs to kick in and you need to be like, I'm going out on disability. Right? Instead, you're just like, nah, I'm going to run in and blow up a building by accident. But anything else you want to add to this one? Um, I'm just trying to look at a quick, anything else you want to add to this one? I want to add that I think as part of our 90s sleepover, I think we should probably watch Lethal Weapon... Like, watch some Lethal Weapons as part of our sleepover event. What do you think? Yeah. Go back in time a little. Maybe watch Lethal Weapon 1. Get a little bit more context on Lethal Weapon 3. Maybe pop that in, too. Because I know... Yeah. I think we should do a Lethal Weapon marathon and watch them all. Yeah, because I know for our music episode, we're going to, you know, release our final final cuts playlist. We do our wrap-up for 92. And I think our movies, too. Maybe watch one to then maybe rewatch three, whatever it is. Give it some more context. Yeah. With those characters. Um, Jen. Yeah. And Sino Man. Yeah. We're going to play the telephone game. Okay. You read about it. You tell me about it. I did read about it. I've also seen it back in the day. I saw it once. A few times. I'll, I'll say I've seen it once. I'll say I've seen it once. Because I think that's about as many times as I've seen it. Because I wasn't a huge Brendan Fraser like comedy fan. Although I know a lot of people that were. I loved him when I was younger. Right. So, like, I, I feel like yeah. it was like a 50-50 camp. I was more into the Mike Myers-Sandler movies than I was, like, Brandon Well, they were Frazier. arguably funnier. 
I mean, it's different because some I don't necessarily think Brendan Fraser is that funny. Like, I, I don't know. I think he was. a. I mean, I don't know. As a, I loved him when I was a kid. So it's hard for me to say. But, but if you think but if you think about kind of what the movies were. So like Adam Sandler, Mike Meyer movies, a lot of absurdity, that SNL absurdity. Right. These yeah. are characters that are completely not real. Whereas Brendan Fraser tried to like because this is set in a high school. Right. Yeah. Then like Encino Valley. So like they tried and like some of the other movies that he did, some of them go a little bit off the rails, but I remember he does one. Oh shit. It's, it's called like bedazzled or bewitched or something where he does it with, um, Elizabeth Hurley. And then he gets like all the wishes. Remember that movie? I didn't see that movie. So like Elizabeth Hurley's the devil and like he wants to be with this girl. So he makes all these different wishes so one I know of what you're talking about. One of them's like, I wish to be a basketball player. And he's like seven feet tall, but he's got a tiny dick. And then another <laughs> one's like, I wish to have like what? Because it was always like, the point was that like, each time she was going to fuck him over on these witches. Like, oh, I, I wish to be rich and powerful. And then, you know, so he can get the girl he wants, right? Because he's this like nebbish, nerdy guy. He's right. Like, I want, I wish to be rich and powerful. And they're like, okay, they make him like a cocaine drug lord. Oh shit! So like each time, whatever that it is, is just worse funny. than the next. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's what I I remember that I remember a few different little things, and eventually like he, you know, whatever. Well, I think that I watched more of his like serious movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like I he was in a movie with uh, Robin Williams. Um, was he in like Dead Poets Side or something? He was in School Ties. School Ties. There he you had go. a small part in School Ties. Um. He, I don't think he had, like, a main part, but he had he had a part. Because um, there were a lot of people in School Ties. With Honors. His movie he was in with Robin Williams. And Robin Williams is, like, a homeless guy. But he has the, um... That, like, lung... It was that lung disease that you get from breathing in asbestos. You hear it on the daytime TV things all the time. What is... Mesothelioma. Yes, he had mesothelioma. <laughs> I didn't even say it. Um, so... That movie I watched like a thousand times. I wa- what was the movie he was like a baseball player? I pro that was probably the most watched Brendan Fraser movie, The Scout. The Scout. Yeah, like um. With honors, yeah, ninety four school tie season. He's also mm-hmm. in Blast from the Past with Alicia Silverstone. Remember that one? Isn't that when he's like in an underground bunker or something? He's in an underground yeah. bunker, and Christopher Walken's his parents. He's in Airheads, right? He's the lead in Airheads, and that's why yeah, I yeah, referenced yeah. the Sandler thing because yeah, and that movie comes out in ninety four, and I really enjoyed that movie. Same with The Scout. You know what the best part of Airheads is? What's that? When someone asks Adam Sandler character, what are you thinking about? And he just goes, swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a pool guy, right? I don't know. He's just an airhead. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a, he's a pool guy. One of them's like a pool guy. And I think he's the pool guy. Because there's like a joke in that movie, which, you know, when we get to 94 or whatever. But there's a joke in that movie where like, I think it's like Michael Richards, like, uh, like Kramer from Seinfeld. I think it's him. Like somebody's wife like gets the pool guy sleeps with somebody's wife and i think it's like adam sandler i think you're right he has like long hair and that doesn't he oh no yeah yeah because no 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 he's got like the the short the shaved hair but steve yeah. buscemi's in it yeah. and and steve buscemi looks like he would be like a rock star guy like it's the one role we'll where he doesn't watch, we'll look, have yeah. to, i watched that movie a lot when i was younger i just don't remember like people that like you are one of these people that will watch something and like remember it almost like line by line like i i can't do that unless i see something like five thousand times the movie was called bedazzled came out in the year 2000 no i remember that movie i know i'm just saying it was called Um, bedazzled that's what it was when did it come out 
the year 2000. Yeah, that was too And then bad. Monkey I was Bone. Out. I was out on movies yeah, at that point. That's when he kind of... But yeah, I think that my love for Brendan Fraser started when I saw Airheads. And then, um, yeah, so I've seen Encino Man, right? And I saw it when I was younger. I also, <laughs> embarrassingly, at this point, loved Pauly Shore movies. Which is just like, Pauly Shore is such an acquired Pauly Shore, right? Pauly like, Shore. Pauly? Pauly? I know. Pauly Shore. I'm saying Pauly. Like I'm... Pauly Shore. I would say that... Pauly. Pauly. I, I have a hard time saying that and Pauly. that's sounding like I just, uh, just rolled yeah. right out of Massapequa with um, Amy Fisher. And Roll me. through it. Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore. Mr. Shore movies. Shore movies. <laughs> Listen, I am who I am. Um... Yeah, I love those movies. So I've seen Encino Man. And also, Rudy, a boy. True. Sean a- Austin? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I believe so. Okay. Um, yeah, so I don't remember it too well, but I did read about it. So tell me about it. I will. So it starts off with a caveman. Played by? Brendan Fraser. Okay. And he's in a, he's trying to make a fire to keep his lady warm. And they're in like a cave. Mm-hmm. As cave people do. And there's a earthquake. And he gets kind of like encapsulated under all the rocks in this earthquake, right? Okay. And then it cuts to modern day, 1992. Um, Sean Austin's character, or was it Aston? Sean Austin? Aston. Okay. Sam? Wise Gamgee from... Dave. His name is Dave in this movie. Dave Miller. Okay, okay. So it comes to Dave waking up in his bed because there's an earthquake. Then he goes to school and his friend is Polly Shore, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Stony, which mm-hmm. is the perfect name for Polly Shore. And they're in, you know, high school and they're kind of like nerdy. And of course he likes this girl that was his friend, but like she's with this popular like bully douchebag. And it's just the whole like high school tropes, 1990s movies, right? Thing going on. Come home, and there's just, like, oh, they're digging? I forget why, but for some reason they're digging in their yard. I, I don't know. Are they making a pool? I know that's what people do when they dig in their yard. I think they already had a pool. Maybe they're making a pool. Okay. Keep going. Or let's just say they're making a pool, because they do have a pool party eventually, so that's maybe they're making a pool. And they find a man encased in ice. Okay. Which... Do we have ice, like, four feet under the ground in California? No. Okay. So they take him out. Okay. And they put him in the garage, and they put some space heaters on the guy. And they're like, let's uncover this caveman body. So he had an earthquake. Was it during the Ice Age? Did you did you miss that part? You're not reading it right now, are you? No, I'm looking at pictures okay, of the yeah. weapon. Yeah, because... So no, I'm not, I'm not looking. Okay, because I was going to be like, anything. the way you're looking... So, like, did... No, no, no. You know, because I'm just I'll asking close, this question. I'll, how about I just close this iPad so you don't you, think you don't I'm cheating? To, oh, I don't okay. think you're cheating. I'm just you're asking a question because I'm just... I'm watching you look down. I'm like, so, like, was this during the Ice Age then? Like, was he in a cave during the Ice Age? Because all of a sudden he's in ice. How did he get in ice? You're asking too many questions for okay. me to answer. Got it. Um, Keep going. We'll say it's during the Ice Age. Keep going. Okay. Um... Well, yeah, because he was cold, so he's making a fire so him and his lady don't die. Okay. So let's let's say that sounds Ice Age-ish. Okay. Okay. Um, so they put all these space heaters on this dude, and they leave him in the garage, and they go about their day. They go to school. They do whatever. Come home, and they're just muddy handprints all throughout the house and the garage and everything. And they're like, oh, my God. 
homie was still alive mm-hmm. and he got free and he's like in Dave's bedroom. Okay. And he's just like a gross, muddy, like naked man. So they shower him up. They give him, I mean, if you've seen his hair, it's like wild. They give him like some kind of wild, like dreadlock haircut. They make him look like 1990s fab. Mm-hmm. And they bring him to school. So now he's like their little guy that they bring to school with them and, you know, everybody loves him. He's like really good at sports because he has like caveman strength. So he's like super athletic. He's like, um, you know, girls like him because he's dumb, but he's cute, you know, and he's like sweet. He's not like a mean guy because he's too dumb to be mean. Does he speak English or does I know, he I think that they're kind of like teaching him how to speak English because no, okay. of course he doesn't know how to speak English. He's okay. a caveman. Just asking. He just grunts and makes noises. Just trying to see how, you know, So it's like that fish out of water type okay. comedy, but like what he's doing is basically making them really popular. Okay, got it. And then like kind of like paving a way for Dave to kind of hang out with his girl Robin that he likes. Would you say this is a similar plot to the movie Weird Science, right? Like how they created their <sighs> own dream girl and then like she helps them become bad. Like not similar, but like the same kind of vein type thing. Yeah, and I guess in that vein, sure. But he's also like not, he doesn't understand this culture. You know? Right, right, right. Of course he's not. Ca- no. How could he? He's a caveman. He's a caveman. They name him Link. Okay. Which fun fact, I did read. Because he's the missing Link. That, yeah. Exactly. I did read that in Son-in-Law, he mm-hmm. makes a quick appearance as Link, which I don't remember, which is weird because I've seen that movie a bunch because my wife's only sure. Um, and also in, in the army now, I guess he was like a quick like thing where he's in the movie with his like... Um, army fatigues and stuff. Yeah, that's and it what... it says Link. It says Link. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. You're literally, like, regurgitating the entire film. There's there's nothing for me to even think about here. Keep going. So, I guess it gets the guy, the the bully guy, the bully kid who's dating uh, Robin, who's the girl that Dave likes. He figures out, and he's on this quest to, like, figure out that Link is really a caveman. And not not an exchange student from Estonia, which is what they tell everybody. Mm. Right? So, he's going to expose this. And he does. He proves it somehow. He proves that he's a caveman. And guess what? People like him more. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit. They said, this is a fucking caveman? How cool is that? We love Link more. We love him. Yeah, I don't understand Link, how him being, Link, Link, Link. being a caveman So then I guess there's a, there's a scene where they go to like the Museum of Natural History-ish type museum, which obviously it's not that because that's in New York and this is in California. But Link sees all his caveman friends like, in an exhibit, and then he realizes that everyone in his life is, like, gone. Like, really gone. Like, he he gets it. He kind of finally gets, like, what's going on, and he gets really sad. So then the three boys make a pact to always be each other's, like, family and blah, blah, blah. And there's all kinds of drama with Stoney and Dave. I, I don't know. And he, I guess, makes he makes everything better. He's, he's really teaching everybody life lessons as this movie goes on. Got it. And it's funny, because the guy who knows nothing... Knows, knows everything. Knows the most. You know right? that, that Don't works? you love that in a movie? Always. Don't you just love that little... Okay. So, we'll get to the end here. Um, I guess Link goes to the prom or dance with Robin, but, like, as friends, and then they go back to have a pool party mm. at Dave's house, and him and Robin get together, and they kind of kiss, and it's great, and there's another earthquake at some... Oh, before this happens, there's another earthquake, and then when they get to this party, they notice hands... And then they go into Dave's room and there is Link's lady. And, oh, no, she's already in the bathtub. Link, Link's lady is in the bathtub and he jumps in the bathtub with her. And then they make her all pretty in 1990 fab. And uh, he's happy because he has his, his ladybug. 
And then um, that's Encino Man. Got horrible reviews. Horrible. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I'm going to start off the top with the science. <laughs> well, listen, I don't think that science has any place in this movie. I fucking loved this movie when I was younger. Okay. And I bet if I rewatched it now, I would be so embarrassed for myself maybe for liking should. it. Maybe, I, maybe I will. But I've tried to rewatch like Son-in-Law and it's like, ooh, Polly Shore. I think it's rough. I but th- I will. I will try to rewatch this. I, I think a lot of his movies are probably a tougher rewatch than I think you think. Or you. I think you would think going into them. Yeah, because I think if you like... It was for a specific age of person. And when you're not that age anymore, I think his humor is really going to be something. I you know. I also think a lot of humor is definitely, definitely, like... I think there's two types of comedic um, movies that end up getting released. And I think it's good that you were able to highlight this and talk about us in the 90s and everything. Because, like I mentioned before, I like Adam Sandler. But I did like Airheads with Brendan Fraser. Like, I wasn't a huge Pauly Shore fan. So, like, Jury Duty wasn't a huge fan. But the jokes in that are very specific to, like, 90s, the O.J. Simpson trial... Like, all those sort of things. You know, Biodome. Remember, that was a big deal. Like, oh, we're going to save the environment by creating the... So, all these things are all related. A lot of humor sometimes is related right to that time. So, if you're the person that it hits... Like, I can go back and watch Happy Gilmore now. And I'll still love it. I'll still watch Billy Madison and still love it. But I know people that watch it now would be like, no. But for me, I saw that movie. It was a PG-13 movie. I saw them in the movie theater and I enjoyed them. I don't, you know, we I just watched Wayne's World. We enjoyed it because it was it something that came back from our childhood. Even though if you just asked someone right now, someone born from the year 2000 on, that would be rough. they might not even under, they may think or not really even get half the references or they'll get them from later stuff versus actually like, I remember watching it and being like, I like this Austin Powers movie is another example, making fun of, you know, the James Bond and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like you're either there or you're not. And then once you're so far gone, you it's kind of yeah, hard I don't to think jump I back could redo humor. Austin Powers because I was really just in it because I liked SNL and Mike Myers. I didn't really, I, I didn't connect to the, um, you know, and we we actually we actually spent a lot of time too watching John Hughes movies. And if you don't, if you didn't watch John Hughes movies when they came out or watch them in the early nineties, a lot of it can be rough if you watch it now, 30, 40 years later, where you're like, wait a minute, hey, you know, like there's a lot of jokes or things that are a little questionable that you're like wow but if you were there at the time you're like that's what people that's the good thing about comedies is like that's what people that's how they talked and that's how they act for the most part obviously it's it's embellished you know especially in this case but that's how people acted that's how they talked. that's 90s teen culture you know, that's what yeah. it was at that time, at that early 90s team. It culture. is a good time capsule, these types of comedies, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, not everything ages too well. And I don't know how this movie ages at all. Um, I'm sure there's a few scenes where that aren't great. You know, he probably, I, I'm pretty sure if I remember there's a scene where he just like sees a girl and just takes her, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, I, oh, I'm yeah. sure that, which is, you know, made to be innocent caveman humor, but it would not fly right now. Like, I, I Again, like, I don't, I don't remember that scene. I don't remember anything about it. But, um, I think I do remember it happening. Um, yeah. Well, let's jump in then to our special spotlight here. So, 
You're a special spotlight. I mean, it's true. But next month, we have... It's, it's pretty... Pretty easy. So hold on one second for me. Okay. That's what I thought. So next month, I was looking... We Our choices are Batman Returns. What was the other ones? I'm sorry. Oh, you, you, you you're by the... the hold on. You want me to get it? No, no, no. I got it. I'm like, you, I can't see the... Oh, Batman Returns, Patriot Games, and House Sitter. So kind of three a little bit easier releases. So we're, we're going to you know get back to our standard telephone. What did you think this movie was about? And then we're going to rewatch. Uh, we, well, we, I mean, we're kind of doing that this this well, month. We just have two. What do we think this movie was about? Yeah. That's the so, difference. The movie Poison Ivy mm-hmm. or the movie Alien 3, which you want to start with. So am I going to guess one and you're going to guess the other? Is that um, what's happening? Because I literally have no idea what either of these are about. So this is going to be great. I think since this is May and we're halfway there, I say... <clears throat> I say I'll get for every... Let's say three things I get right in the plot, I'll get half a point. And for every one thing you get right in the plot, you get... A point and we'll we'll kind of write it down because i should be insulted but i am not yeah because <laughs> like, i'm not. pretty sure alien 3 i'm good poison ivy i'm I, I i i feel like now i have an idea just because i looked for a second so poison ivy stars tom scarrett who is that okay tom scarrett is there was a bunch of shows he was on that's okay you keep going i'll just uh i'll do a quick tom scarrett this guy okay bunch of shows that he's on um drew barrymore's in it and sarah gilbert our girl is in it so that is all i'm gonna tell you now i unfortunately could see a little bit of the plot which is but not a lot but tom scarrett i believe his daughter is sarah gilbert and then drew barrymore's in it go what do you think poison ivy's about Ooh. um so is Drew Barrymore's character's name Ivy? And is she like some sort of like... Okay, I would imagine, being that I've never seen this movie and have no idea, that it's about... Uh, the protagonist is probably Sarah Gilbert's character. And she befriends the Drew Barrymore character, who I'm going to call Ivy. Okay. And she is either some sort of like... She, I don't know how dark the movie is, but she's either going to try and, like, d- destroy her life in some way. Kind of like single white female type thing. Like, either, like, maybe she wants something she ha- she doesn't have, like, money or, you know, popularity. Or maybe she's just trying to, like, I don't know. She's just a bitch. And she's going to try and, like, steal her boyfriend and take all her money and all her friends and turn them all against her. And it's going to be really poisonous. I believe this movie is about Drew Barrymore seducing Tom Skerritt, who's the dad, and the friend of Sarah Gilbert. Hence, she's Poison Ivy, because she's going to, like, ruin their life. And maybe he's, like, a teacher, or maybe he's, like, a whatever. I don't know. I've not seen this movie. I feel like the confusion that I have is between this movie, and I almost narrated the movie The Crush, but I had to make sure that I had the right people in it. Because The Crush, I think, has Mark Wahlberg and Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. where, like, 
right? Isn't Alicia Ooh, I Silverstone? Just, I just got that confused with swim fan. Ooh. Oh my god. It's like layers on layers on layers. Yes, I think you're right. I think. But I think it's the crush where like Mark Wahlberg's yes. like obsessed with her and I just remember there's one scene where he's just like pounding his chest. Like it's just um, wild. I've never seen any of these movies. Yeah. So I've like never I even feel seen like I saw the one that, one that I should have seen. What's that? Cruel Intention. Oh, okay. Which well, I feel like is similar maybe. When you get there at some point, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, but th- so I think maybe Poison Ivy, Drew Barrymore's character, is going to try to seduce and ruin the life of uh, the Sarah Gilbert, Tom Skerritt people. That's what I think. Yeah, that's. I don't it, know. I think that we kind of are on the same page, thinking that she's the the bad, the bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I think she's the bad. Um, obviously yeah. for our girl Drew. I think at this point it's been a minute since she's been in movie. Like I think this is kind of like her coming back into movies. I think. This is like her prime too, right? She was like young, like she's probably like twenty. Yeah, but like I think she, I feel like she had a lot of 18, like 20, a lot of like turmoil and stuff in the ni- late eighties, early nineties. She was 90s. out like drinking and smoking at nine years old. Well, I'm saying I think she had a lot of turmoil in the yeah, late eighties, early nineties, because then I think she starts to come back with Sandler and like the Wedding Singer and stuff like that. That's in like the two thousands, yeah, early two thousands, yeah. Yeah, I mean this is ninety two. I, I, she has. To I'm be saying like, I think this is. I don't think this is a good movie. Is what I'm getting at. I don't think this oh, is a like. She's I think young. this is like she might be like seventeen, eighteen in this. Right, she yeah. probably is. I'm just saying to you. I don't think this is a good movie. Like, I don't think this is, this isn't like on her, you know. No, I legit just kept thinking reel. this was about like, um, the Batman villain, Poison Ivy. So no. like, this is, which I knew it wasn't, but that's, Definitely I not. couldn't separate that thought in my mind. Okay. So we'll, we'll put a pin in this and we're going to, we'll start with this one and then let's do Alien 3. So. Great. Jen. Mm. I feel like I know a lot of the plot of Alien 3. I made you, as part of our movie club that we've been doing the past couple years, you had to watch Aliens. You've never seen Alien, is that correct? That is correct. So you've never seen the first one? No, but I understand the first one is about a single alien that is, like, kind of in, like, um, a place where these people are. like okay. a Like a space station or something. And it's kind of like the thing where you don't know where it is or what it's doing. And it's very suspenseful. This is what I understand of Alien. And then what do you understand of Aliens? The second one. The so one the you watch. The thing is I know everybody loves these movies. I hate these kind of movies. Like, That's okay. Just, just So I really don't want to shit on it. But I just felt like it was scary and creepy. Like it just, they were slimy and gross and everywhere. What do you remember about the end of the movie? I felt very claustrophobic. What do you remember about the end of the movie Aliens? Why are you putting me on the spot like that? Because I'm trying to help you <laughs> tell me about Alien Wasn't 3. Wasn't there like a like an alien like like a like a transformer suit or something that sure. she was like a big robot suit that was like trying to kill the alien? Ellen Ripley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean also Sigourney Weaver's great. Like I'm not I, Um so yeah, I remember that that big robot man in suit. Do you remember how the movie ends? And the guy gets sucked out of the hole. Okay, and then do you remember <laughs> what happens after that? There's probably an alien somewhere. Okay, so the end of the movie the Aliens. Alien, I'm going to tell you the end of the movie Aliens. So Great. the end of the movie Aliens. She tucks everyone into their sleep pods. So Newt's oh, in a sleep right. pod. Oh, right, yes, I remember now. I and forgot. she's in a sleep pod. See, all you had to do was remind me. 
Well, I'm just seeing if you can, you know, but you're but you're stalling because you're trying I'm to... I'm not ha- stalling. Oh, I'm well. saying, oh, no, I remember the big suit. I remember the guy getting yes. sucked out okay. of the thing. So like, okay, so there's I didn't remember sleep, the sleep pods. So sleep pods. Again, I, sleep I need pod. you to know, I don't remember movies like that. And, and I think there's a the cat, too, I think, or whatever. There's like a kitten, right? Something. Like a cat. So there's, a, there's sleep pods. So Ripley, Isn't there like a little girl, too? Newt. That's her name is Newt. Is she still alive? Or so the girl's named Newt. And then I forget, one of the surviving Marines, I can't, I, I think Hickman, I can't remember off the top of my head. So one yeah. of the surviving Marines, he survives. The surviving Marine survives? Yeah, one Marine, like, survives. Hmm. Ripley, Newt, I believe a cat. Movie ends. Now, how does, now, as I told you when we watched Aliens, Alien ended with Ripley going into sleep, hypersleep. Because when, in this universe, when you travel... You have to go into hypersleep. Yeah. I, that's a common thing in movies. Like that with, you know, space travel. I, I Right. But significant amounts of time pass is the difference. So like significant. So no, I understand. No, I. I yeah. So it's like years and years and years. years. Like 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is in order to Fun. get from one place. Right. So literally you're Why missing it, lifetimes. Why would anybody do this? Uh, there are people. I mean, people want to go to Mars. They know that they know that they probably have to do similar shit because there's really no other way that you're gonna be able to kind of do that. So I mean, it's not like, you know, because you can't just stay like awake and alive and functioning. Like it's so much easier to just go to sleep, conserve energy and everything else. I genuinely want to meet somebody who genuinely wants to go to Mars and doesn't care. I would love to know why. Like. I'm not, not even in it, I sound like I'm being like condescending, but like I really want to know why. Like I can't imagine just being like I'm gonna wake up and like everybody's gonna be 20 years aged. Like it's wild. A little off topic, but then back then we'll just veer right back. But it's like, th- but that same idea would be like, who are the people that want to like go back in the day and like adventure to the new worlds and do blah blah blah? Like you want to do something because you just have that adventurous spirit and you're not. You're just not able to, you know, whatever heights or things or whatever you think you can get on Earth, you just, like, in that case, you feel like you'd rather be with some of the people. And someone's got to be the first person to take that trip and then at that point help colonize another planet. It doesn't happen unless people do it. So I hear you, but at the same time, like, I know it's not us, right? And if it was, we'd both have to go together because then we both have to freeze together because then the point is one of us would go and the other one wouldn't come back. So probably people that don't have a lot of attachment. I would say. Yeah. And scientists, obviously astronauts have to have something. Having said that, in this world, they all go to sleep. Okay. The end of the first movie, she went to sleep and then ended up like at the the mining, whatever she ended up. And then they're like, hey, we have this alien outbreak. We've lost contact with the mining colony. It turned out that the corporation was trying to get an alien sample because it would be a great weapon. So that's like what it turned out. So now, tell me about Alien 3. Ripley wakes up. Mm-hmm. We're back, we're back on Earth. Okay. Everybody's gone or there. But she wakes up. Okay. There's a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cute. It's there. Um, they go back to her apartment. She she gets she feeds the kitty cat and he's hungry. Newt she brings Newt. Okay. She adopts Newt. They're gonna be a little family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just go about their normal life. And then two thirds through the movie, of mm-hmm. her you know assimilating back into society and, and everything. Uh, Newt goes to school and all these things. 
Unfortunately, the mm-hmm. cat's pregnant. Okay. With little baby aliens. Okay. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's supposed to yeah, and she's and and then and then she feeds them after midnight, and they become bad aliens. Okay. Alien three. The ship crash lands on an all male prison colony. Oh shit. <laughs> How am I supposed to go there? How all men. I... <laughs> well, you brought him back to Earth. That was nice. Newt dies. I think. Oh, God. Hickman dies. Wherever the other guy dies. The little girl. And I, I think the cat is still alive. I hope so. I mean. The cat is. Be I believe, if I recall correctly, the cat is incubating an alien. Oh, I was right. Boom. I believe correctly. Now, this alien comes out and starts to wreak havoc on the prison colony. There's no weapons there. And the prison colony, I think this is a David Fincher movie. The prison colony is basically like run kind of similar to Lord of the Flies almost where like kind of there's a hierarchy of people but they're all bad. They're like sex offenders and like all nice. these really bad dudes, but Ripley is there so she's badass, but there's no women there. So like some of them want to like rape her and kill her and do whatever, she's but meanwhile bad. she's like, "Yo, there's a fucking alien." Long story short, aliens eliminating all the people, kind of trying to maybe create a new colony or whatever it is. I believe they come to find out that inside of Ripley is another alien because the corporation had like planted an alien inside of her or whatever because it wanted it to grow or whatever. Or she's somehow going to have another alien. So she's like Terminator 2 style at the end, like falls down and the alien like jumps out of her chest and then like she goes into lava. So she, she dies. So she dies. Then there's a movie called Spoiler. Alien Resurrection, where they bring her back, but then she, she has like alien DNA, so she's like part queen alien, part. It's fucking. We gotta let terrible. her go. You gotta let her go. Gotta let it go. You gotta let her go. Gotta let it go. So this movie is extremely dark. It sounds. I think it was very pan- dark because also like like dark like takes place in like a factory. I feel type like thing. Aliens was dark. Like that's why I think I did Aliens not like it. Aliens was dark, I but don't... it was more sci-fi action. This is really like fucked up mind shit. And again, it's more about the people that are there, even more dangerous than the alien, and like they're not listening to her because they're like, "Here's a woman that crash landed. We don't have women. We're fucking wild rapist dudes and whatever else." Ooh. Yeah. So really, kind of like, and I believe it it's like, chill. I believe it's like Michael or Charles S. Dutton or somebody. I forget who it is, but people that you would know, like if you saw them, you'd be like, I remember that guy. I remember that guy. They all have shaved heads. So Sigourney Weaver ends up with a shaved head, like big shaved head. I believe they all have shaved heads. Yeah, because that's just like what it is. And again, they have no weapons, so they have to figure out a way to like fight this alien. But they're she also really... not believing her that there's an alien. And then they start, like, getting killed, and, like, animals get killed, and things. Oh, no! Like, somebody had a dog or something. I don't no. know. Or the cat. Whatever it is. You know how I feel about animals. I, well, this is a dark movie. I would not expect you, knowing you, like, of all the movies that you could handle, I guess the one, the only one would have been Aliens, because, like, this is really dark. I could, could handle... I mean, I saw Aliens. I handled it. I have no desire to see it again. No, but no, I no, wasn't, right. like traumatized by it well because that one was more sci-fi action it was more like here's the marines they have guns like they're able to shoot back this is really like very much situational claustrophobic horror and like you're talking a lot of dark hallways yeah a like lot of fucking you know and again this alien is just hunting all these people and killing them uh so that is what i recall of alien 3 i'll double check i remember like i said i remember a lot of it because i remember seeing it and being like okay because it's where you made a lighter version of the movie and mixed it with Gremlins, 
with what you just said. They land on Earth to do these other That's things. That's the movie I'd want to see. This movie is like, okay, they literally, they land on a planet, right? Nobody knows anything about anything she's talking about. Nobody, you know, so nobody's coming because it's a fucking prison colony. So nobody's going to come save them. Nobody's going to whatever. So it's really like a dark, like you're on your own type thing. Um, they just went in a different direction. You're like, I want this lighthearted, happy, maybe like reassimilate into society type thing. And they're like, nah, fuck that. Like we're out here in the middle of nowhere and now this alien's going to kill all these people in the prison colony. Nobody's going to help them because nobody's going to believe Ripley and nobody's going to even deal with her or talk to her because the hierarchy of the prison. And it's really a psychological thing more than it's anything else, which shouldn't be surprising because like I said, I think I'm going to double check right now, but I think it's like a David Fincher movie. So that really shouldn't, that's kind of what his movies are. Yep. David Fincher is kind of what his movies are known for. That, that type of psychological thing. Yep. Charles S. Dutton's in it. Charles Dance is in it, apparently. Ted Danson? Charles Dance. Papa Lannister. Oh! So he's in it, apparently. Oh, that's cool. I like And him. like I said, Sigourney Weaver reprising the Ripley role. And it's one of those, like... It's one of those, like, such a different... The first one's, like, in space. Like, in space, no one can hear you scream. And it's, like, scary because you're on a spaceship. And then the next one, you're like, okay, we're going to go. We're the Marines. We're going to kick ass. And this is just fucking weird. When I was a baby. Like, I'm on a prison planet. When I was a baby. Right. My cousin gave me a stuffed animal. Okay. And that stuffed animal was a little alien from the movie Aliens. And it was my... My parents will talk about how it was my favorite toy. I was obsessed with this alien. I wanted it in my crib with me every night. Like, I was obsessed with this creepy little alien. I loved it. And here you are now? And here I am now. And you don't, I don't see the alien in this podcast. I, w- I, I don't know where it is. I wish I, maybe it's in my dad's attic. If it is, it's definitely coming to the closet. Has to. I don't remember it. I just hear stories about how I loved it. Is there anything else you would like to add here for our movie time may wrap up? I got some cards with some questions for you. All right. Well, That's let, all I got. I don't really have anything else to say let's, about Let's put a pin in May and let's see who's going to make... Let's see who's going to make dinner tonight. I'll start, Jen. Mm. On X-Files, what fueled Fox Mulder's interest in the supernatural? Oh, didn't his um, sister, like, disappear? I'm just going to give it to you because the question was supposed to be, it's multiple choice. Seeing a UFO while fishing with his father as a child, his sister was abducted by aliens. Okay. Or his mother was clairvoyant. So, so I mean, his clearly, sister was abducted by aliens. Right, correct. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to be like, so you've, you've already got it. Mm. I was supposed to wait for you to read the, the multiple choice answers. I, I didn't know you were going to. You know what it was? Is I kind of wanted to get a gauge how you were going to and then see. You know, because some of them are like, yeah, right. you, you just know that. Right, because I didn't really watch X-Files, but... But it's like one of those things that we know because yeah. we're not. I've seen kids. some of it. My dad loved it, so I watched. Them. I watched them all. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I didn't know that she was specifically abducted, but I did know. She, that, I thought she was like a missing listen, person. Listen, long she, story short, she you know that's a that's a lot of backstory. Lot she of disappeared backstory one day, whether or not it was aliens or not. He thinks it's aliens. He wants to believe it's blah 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 blah. But a lot of convoluted plot. That's right, so the '90s spelling bee. Got it. Shiznit. Mm-hmm. A word used to exclaim something or someone as better than the rest. 
Shiznit. S-H-I-Z. S-H-I-Z-N-I-T. Shiznit. Ding, ding, ding. So this is uh, going to go a little into the future here, but then we'll come back. You know, a little future and come back. What was the name of Steve Buscemi's character in the 1992 film? So we're going to watch this film at some point. Mm. Reservoir Dogs. Man, was he Mr. Pink? He was Mr. Pink. Yay! And, hold on. What was the name of Tim Roth's character? I'm just going to guess this one. Is it Mr. Green? It is not Mr. Green. He was Mr. Orange. Oh, okay. I was going to say Mr. Black, so I wouldn't have been right if I said that one. But I'm going to give you the one point on that because it's really, that's it. Yay. Okay. According to 90s lingo, what does it mean if someone is a Monet? I could give you multiple choice or you you could just guess. It's up to you. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that. Is it multiple choice? Is the question actually multiple choice? It is multiple choice. I I would like the multiple choice opportunity. I guess you've never seen Clueless. I feel like it has to do, like, maybe they're, like, not coordinated correctly or something. Or they are coordinated correctly. I've seen Clueless, but, like, I don't really, like, this is not. She's such a Monet. Okay. They're, they are artistic. Mm-hmm. They always make a good impression. Mm-hmm. They are hot from far away, but a hot mess up close. Monet, that's it. Or they love nature. That's it. I know. That's it. Like, no that's it. Gave I was like, I know. You, you know, I would understand, but like, I wouldn't get it. Yeah. Okay, Jen. According to the U.S. government, what was the most popular boy- baby name for boys in 1990? Was it David, Seth, Dylan, or Michael? Michael. Michael is correct. Three for three. Okay. Put these MTV The Real World locations in order from the earliest to the latest seasons. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, Mm -hmm. New York, Mm -hmm. Seattle, Mm -hmm. Miami. New York. Miami, San Francisco, Seattle. It's New York, San Francisco, Miami, Seattle. Hmm. But I feel like I want to give it to you even though you're wrong. Nah. (laughs) Till next time. Well, that about wraps up our month of May 92, Jen. Oh, shit. This one would have been even better. Because I gave you this one because it... Sorry. I was just totally distracted by this. I gave you the real world one because we just, you know, did the the real world. Mm Mm-hmm. This other one is a, is about Mary Jo. Back to the uh, Hi. exit. Wrapping up the month of May. <laughs> that puts us at five months down. Yeah, we did it. We're going to our sixth month yeah. here. So we're going to be halfway done with the year of 92. We're going to get some really, really, really good movies coming out We got out some soon. good ones coming. Some um, July, maybe... Between July and August, maybe two of the most 90s of 90s uh, films. And then some of the better ones even come later on. Some of the some of the ones that last forever. But we're talking League of Their Own. We're talking Buffy. Yeah. We're talking... I don't know how we're going to choose between those. We'll probably just have to watch both. 
we're talking Boomerang, which I know was a big movie. Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, which oh, was God. a sequel. Universal Soldier, which is wonderful. I remember Death Becomes Her had a really great cast. I know I don't think you're a fan of that one. Honeymoon in Vegas. Mm. Unforgiven, which is considered one of the best westerns, and we had just seen that. Oh, God, you should have me try and recall that. that then in great. September, we get singles. Like you said, School Ties. I believe it's, what is that, Don't Be a Menace in South Central? That was a funny movie. All drinking your juice and nothing. We got Reservoir Dogs coming in October. Mighty Ducks, which is such a 90s movie. Yeah. Hero, I remember that. I don't think you've seen that movie. I can tell you what that movie is. That's yeah. a good movie. Then we got Aladdin, Home Alone 2. So many movies. Bram Stoker's Dracula. So much stuff. A so, few good men. Scent of a woman. A lot of good 30-year anniversaries coming up. A lot of good stuff for us to watch and uh, kind of take a look at and, and give it ratings as we go. I'm excited. We're rounding. We're rounding the midway point of 92. Are you excited, Jen? I am excited. Um, we're still doing this, so that's good. And you know, you, you can know? you can help we, us. We've stuck with it. By liking, subscribing, emailing, dropping a line. We are on Twitter at BLC underscore pod. We are on Instagram. Yeah, we're um, BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. Our email is BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Come through. Thank you for listening. Say if you're hi. out there and listening, yeah. Say yes, hi. if you're out there listening, downloading, please do interact with us somewhere. Yeah, Let we're us know. open to suggestions, feedback, um, yeah, any of it. I think we might even All get some it. guests for some of these episodes coming up. Maybe July. Yeah. Maybe there's a league of their own. We might have some, some people coming in again. That'd be fun. Um, we're really gonna <laughs> we're gonna try and really get start getting these out on Fridays. Well, it's ho- been a now that we're getting into the summer, we're, I, I think I think we're both going to take a little bit of time here to d- get some recordings in the bank. So mm-hmm. that should be good, especially with some of these movies. We might even do these uh, up front. We might even watch some movies, you know, have a movie week and then get a bunch of these together. We're going to have some, like I said, some special guests coming in maybe, and it'll be a really good time. Yeah, it'll be fun. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Like, subscribe, etc. We are produced, directed, edited, mixed, <laughs> researched. Terribly by us, Pat and Jen. <laughs> I mean, are we allowed to steal the lethal weapon kazoo if we do it ourselves? I think so. Yeah, I think if you can be a mouth kazoo, you're allowed to do it. Everybody, go have a beer. We're gonna go check our out our uh, mini pool. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you reviews next week on our music feed. Bye. Bye. Bye.